world. So you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Hot Take from the Kitchen. And you can email us at hottakefromthekitchen at gmail.com. That is H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. And we do have one email. It is from Amy Martin. And she was just updating us on the color run she puts on. And she says, hi guys, just wanted to let you know that we have decided to cancel the Michael Pulaski Memorial Foundation 5K color run slash walk this year. Though this decision saddens me, I thought it was the right choice at this time. We're planning to continue next year. Hope everyone is safe and is well and stay safe. Thanks, Amy So, Thank you, Amy, for the email and keeping us updated on her color run. We appreciate it. It's sad that it's being canceled this year, but it's really not a surprise because a lot of things are being canceled. So, and it makes us think about, well, it makes me think about October and what we should do with costume run, but I guess we'll see how that goes in the next month or so. Do you want to talk about it right now? We can if you want. I guess we could discuss some things. Well, I mean, I could, I think I've told you what I thought before. If you want to put the race on, you can. It's just, you're probably not going to get a lot of sponsors. No. It's just the way the world is right now. So. And most of our money that we donated came from the sponsors anyway. And what you have to decide is, I'm sorry. You have to decide just how important the race, the race itself is. Like, or why are you doing it? Just, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, if you're doing it for the kids and to put on a race and blah blah blah, then we should talk that we're recording outside at Scoops. Yes. And I've never realized how many idiots there are in this town until this very moment. Right? Yeah. That person's well over thirty. Are they? I know who that person was. I'm not going to put him on blast like that, but anyways. Um, so if you want to put on a race with the kids and the community, then they just 100% do it, fully behind you, because it very well even might be even needed. However, if you're looking to do something, to actually, if you like to raise money, which I know you do, but if like, giving them the money and the check is the most important part, then you probably should just cancel it. I've, well, sitting here, I've had an idea that maybe we could put on something for the kids this year and push the fundraising back until next year and see how that goes. And I feel bad for Megan not raising money for it this year if well, we I mean, do that. But I'm sure she would understand. Yeah, and we can always raise it next year. I mean, it yeah. is what it is. And sometimes just putting the word out and helping her, I mean, you never know. You never know what could happen with this whole thing. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, we still have time, but I just... We're going to get into it a little bit. I mean, we're going to talk about two main things tonight. It's the two main things that are going on in the world. I mean, us not talking would be foolish. So, yeah. I mean, like, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. I thought we'd do it just you and me, because it's the easiest, it's the cleanest. Anyway. Yeah. But um, the God honest truth is, you're going to be taking a risk, or we be taking a risk either way in this because yeah. we have no idea what really could happen. Yeah. And we're already seeing the numbers pop. I mean, we are. It's a whole different conversation. Yeah. But 
I think there's a second wave coming. I don't, I don't think you're wrong. I've seen people have been posting numbers on Facebook, which it's kind of hard to believe those. But, yeah. So you take them with a grain of salt. I mean, 2,000 new cases a day in Georgia, 1,000 in Florida, it's just it's kind of crazy. So. All you can do, and we're guilty of it right now because we're sitting here without a mask on. But admittedly, I did not think there'd be this many people here. <laughs> Every time I go by here, and there's no one here. And one nobody night. else has me. Yeah. But that's it's a, it's a very valid point. Yeah. We can get into it here in a second. But, but in the majority of my day, I'd say I weigh down three people today. Three solid people I weigh down today. And it's one out of three for me. One out of three people wear the mask or at least offer, like, hey, I'm sorry, I don't wear a mask. And I always say it's whatever you're comfortable with. That's your dealership stance. Um, I think I, I think it makes it awkward for I think I make it awkward for people because at work I always I wear it a lot more yeah. at work than I do. <clears throat> I try to wear the mask as much as I can. But when I go to the office, I don't wear it. But nobody in the office wears one either. Well, that's just like we were saying. So, like, what is it? Like, what is? It's not not happening. Yeah. Right. It's happening. It's, it's happening. just no matter how much people don't want it. And it's, feel it isn't happening. It really is. Definitely inconvenience people. Yes. I'm amazed at the traffic in Alpena on a Monday night at 8 20. It's crazy because they're not told to stay home now. <laughs> I guess. Because <clears throat> lunchtime is bonkers around here. If we want to order scoops, though, we have to do it after this break because they close at 9. It just seems like every vehicle that's on the road, and I don't mean it, is a rusty loud truck. It just does not stop. It's a, literally a parade of old vehicles. Anyways. It's a retirement It's been hard getting a chance to work out when everything closes so early, and I don't get done working until late at night. Where can I even go to stay in shape? Zen 24-Hour Fitness Center is the place you seek. Whoa, where's that at? It's located at US 23 South in Alpena, across from Kiff Miller's Produce and the Lutz Plaza. Wow, thanks, God. Anytime, bro. Zen 24-Hour Fitness Center. For more information, find us on Facebook or call 884-4397. Zen. Find peace in your busy life and get a workout when you want it. Well, yeah, you certainly just enlightened me about something. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. <laughs> and I think part of the problem, at least I see, I mean, Scoops right here is a great example. Not the trailer, but we'll use their building downtown. That is a business that knew it would have to make a modification in order to survive. And they did that. Yeah, and they're doing fine. The companies or businesses' inability to change um, through this whole thing, it just baffles me. Like, if they're not going to change their model at all, or at least adjust to it. Something like that, you just deserve to be have your people just leave you in droves. Yeah. <clears throat> so, my biggest problem with COVID, <clears throat> or up until last week, was out of my group of friends that I have in my inner circle, 
people say. I was the only one back to work. I was the only one in my inner circle whose life was, for, I mean, we're using this as a very fluid word, but back to normal. Yeah. And it was, I had a real hard time with it because it seemed like everybody else was still, you know, like working from home or had some type of modification to it. Allison was a great example. You, Matt, Justin, Mary works from home, so that yeah. really doesn't change her much. But Cynthia still doing trials on YouTube. You know, it's like all my friends. I was the only one. And what's even more crazy is work. It's a hundred percent back to normal. It's like the it's, it is pretty much like the pandemic never happened. God, I just can't stand it. So much about that right now. For good and for bad. For better and for worse. In many ways, it's good. The things are back to normal. Who are you showing off to? Nobody. It's definitely not the girl behind you. <laughs> I think at some point, I would thoroughly enjoy a... Uh, we should videotape tonight. Just put it right here, live stream it, so people could have seen. And then, as they go by, people can laugh at it. But anyways. I think that's been my hardest thing, though. Is... Dealing with the whole, like, in many ways, I spend eight to five every day, like, the pandemic has never happened, really. Yeah. And then I get out at five, and then pretty much for everybody in my circle, the pandemic is still very much a real thing. And even around town. Almost landed on your head. I'm like the ballsy. Um, you know, if we go grocery shopping, you know, outside I still wear a mask. Yeah. You know, so, it's just interesting. <laughs> It's crazy time. It is. Do you feel like I see? I saw two things that are interesting. One is that the numbers are starting to rise again as things are coming back up, yeah. which we knew was going to happen. Yeah. I think part of it is testing. We're starting to test more people, which is fair. But um, I also see that. It's good to know that the tests are available. So. Yeah. But I also see that along with these tests, there's more positive results. So the whole thing is rising all the way. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure the tests are flawed or skewed or something. Yeah. Because does the person actually have it, or is it an antibody that they have and they had it before? Yeah. So. Uh. Well, and I think it depends also where they're testing. Are they starting in the nursing homes and testing all those people? I mean, they're obviously not testing me. No. You know what I mean? So, like, that's my first beef with COVID is that... Um, I just hate how it has not been systematically rolled out. Like, I mean, you knew this because you're talking to me, but the minute governor shut Michigan down one week, and then the next week she came on the press conference and said, "Oh, by the way, people still can sell cars now." I was like, "What? Who wrote the check?" Like, <laughs> come on! Like, you literally have said that everything's closed, and then next week you come on and they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, car dealerships sell cars though." How much are you being paid? It doesn't make any sense. And, and we're like, we've spent five weeks, and then they just said now that hair people can get their haircuts. Like, like I understand that it's there's spas and salons, but all these, and then they are tend to be petri dishes for this place to exist. But yeah. you can't tell me this place across the street, the state, so your barbershop should not have been open a month ago. Probably should have been. Yeah, I mean, like, so that's what I, and it's, it's either, my whole thing is either we're closing everything, and I know people don't, I don't like to hear this, but 
it's either that and we, we do it together and we're across the board or we don't do it at all because like it's, it's so fair to half to half the even that some of these people still aren't it just doesn't make any sense to me I mean I understand why they did it I know I understand why they kept the big places open those are small places it's because of space they have so much space in Walmart and Meyer that they can have the people in there and they counted people going in so they had to limit their numbers but there is space for the people to roam around I mean go to the basket case you're not going to fill that place up well we were in there Saturday we weren't comfortable we went in there to maybe buy something I got a gift certificate and we went to see Griff Griff wasn't there and we turned around and walked out. One, it was full tourists. Again, not a problem. Don't have a problem with tourists. Majority of people wear masks. Majority of people the six feet. But there's a lot of people in there. A lot of people in there. Yeah. But that's why the barber shops and hair salons were closed. Because you have to be right on the person to give them a haircut. Yeah. So I think, and I just... It's just people don't seem to want to understand that. And what I don't... There is a greater good going on here that I'm absolutely—I know—I'm just really perplexed by. It. And then, <laughs> if I—and if I'm being candid, I've shared this with a couple people, and I've shared this with people at work, so I don't mind sharing it here in the pod. I never realized how stressed my job made me until I was forced to take some time off. <laughs> and like my first week back, like day two, Allison was like, "You've changed immediately." She could not believe how different I was during the time off. Like, just my personality, like, and then, like, grinding my teeth again in my sleep. Just, I wake up with my jaw clenched shut, all that stuff. Like, it just, it was amazing. And now, I mean, I was, we were worried about money during the shutdown. Because we didn't know what was going to happen. But it's amazing how, even though we were worried about that, it's just... It's wild to me. Like it really has. The whole thing has made me just review almost everything in my life, for good and for bad. Okay. You know, and um, it's just wild. It is. It's a crazy then, time. And then, like you, you're a great example too. I mean, you go to work like you go to work in the morning and then in the afternoon, right? Or just once in the morning? It's just once in the morning. Yeah. You pick up your work and then drop off the work you did the day before. Just like how it works. Yeah. I go to pick up work and drop it off. And your kitchen table is amazing. That's my desk. Now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you your kitchen table in this giant desk, which, whatever. I mean, that's, it doesn't matter. I'm the only one that uses it. Yeah, so, um, it's just, uh, I don't know, I think of someone like you, and I think of someone like Justin, I think of all, how this has impacted all my friends, like the Machinskis. Justin and Machinskis are in the same boat, uh, and Mary, where... They have these, their kids, their home, and they're still trying to work from home. Yeah. And they have all these little kids, and it's just, it's not, it's, it's, it's working, but it's really hard, you know, to parent your kids and try to still work from home. Well, Justin seems to be doing a good job. I mean, sure, I'm sure it's hard, but, you know, he does videos with them and yeah. does our product practice with them, which is part of his job. So. Yeah. And it's just, uh, the whole thing's wild to me. It, it really, really is. And, uh, I don't know. Like, I think you guys know I also went back to work last week. Ooh, better sir. You have to switch over to the phone. But, um, she switched it over to her work scenario. 
she's happy to get back. Well, I'm sure she is. Yeah. So, um, I saw her having lunch today with one of her coworkers. Yeah. She just. I mean, we were walking with it was me, my mom, and then the kids and one of Madison's friends and Allison's wave. I was like, Madison wave. Like, it's like she didn't even know who Allison was. It's Allison's a great example of someone who that shutdown impacted her in all the different ways that you worry about. Yeah. You know, my friends like you and the other ones, we still kept in touch through the whole thing. Still would go for a walk and just like, hey, I'm outside your door. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, whereas her. A lot of her friends and things that her social life revolved around her job. Like, they, groups of people go out to lunch together. They all have, after work, they go out and do stuff. And on the weekends, we're going to, you know, whereas, like, I very rarely don't do anything with my coworkers other than, like, business stuff. Like, yeah. we're going to go to the Rotary Dinner or something yeah. like that. We don't do that. So, all my social activities are all my are people, like you and it's been wild. It's been uh, watching her go through it. She, she's had a lot of hard time. That's not at the same time the the shutdown significantly brought Allison closer. Yeah, right. yeah. And we definitely gave us an opportunity to work on some things and focus on each other because we had nothing else to focus on. But uh, in the same breath, it's just crazy to me. It really is. It is. I mean, I've struggled with it at times. Like, well, I'm sure you have, and I, you know, I don't. I mean, you especially. Whereas, like, it'd be one, I guess one thing if you're with your parents. But, I mean, you oh, really yeah. were alone. I'm an introvert. Everybody yeah. knows it. I mean, but I still like to see people and interact with people, even though I don't talk as much as I probably should. But, I mean, not giving somebody a hug, it just it pulled at my heartstrings. Because <laughs> when we were at your house. Not last week, but the week before, playing bags, and that's like, hey, can I give you a hug? Yeah. He started crying on my shoulder. <laughs> I just missed him so much. So did I. Yeah. yeah. Just, it's the little things that you just miss during this time. Well, it, it, well, I think what it, it has shown is what people miss, like how much that intimacy of a hug, like yeah. that you truly and Matt really, how much it means to you, especially you. Matt does a very good job of. Articulating maybe his things to people, whereas you don't. No. If we're being honest, and but that hug does mean something to you. Oh, yeah. So like, if you're gonna take time to hug someone, you may not say the words perfectly, but when you're hugging someone, it, yeah. So I can I can get that. I mean, that's why even during the stupid blog, it just made it a point at least once we go over and figure out a way to. Hey, you know, I mean, like, just go see people. Yeah, just see each other. I mean, even if you know. Whether it was FaceTime or whatever we did, yeah. you know, and I, it's just, <clears throat> yeah. It'll be a while before everything really gets back to normal. So. And I guess that's where we can talk about next. I am from the school of like, it's not going back to normal. I mean, it won't go back to normal, normal, yeah. at least not for a while, probably a couple of years. I just think we that just got to learn to live with what's going on. Like accept it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, sir, how are you? Yeah. And, uh, 
I just think that uh, she's like how many people are waiting for it. And they're just like it's like they're holding their breath. You know, and, and uh, I think what, what I feel like is that there's all these snorkels and breathing apparatus and, and all these devices all around everyone to keep breathing, but everyone would rather just sit there and hold their breath and wait for the tide to go down. And I'm just like, you can't do that. I just feel like that's what a lot of it is. I mean, you gotta live your life right now, but you just gotta be smart about it. Well. I mean, we talked about we're trying to go see Jeff and Paige here in a couple weeks. We're not, and Allison really wants to fly. Allison loves to fly, and we don't know how she's going to handle this car ride. But the dumbest thing on the planet is for her to get on here. Oh yeah, I mean, especially with what she has going on. Yeah, it's it like the dumbest thing ever. So it's like I just. And in closing, my final thing is, and I think I've talked to you a little bit about this. Is like, I don't care what side of the fence you fall on. It's your personal right, and it's a way the freedom yeah. of our country works. If you want, or if the virus is important to you, and taking safety precautions is important to you, good for you. And if the virus isn't important to you, and you don't care, and you think whatever with the tinfoil hat and everything that goes along with that, I'm fine with that too. Yeah, whatever you want. What I don't like though is the double dipping. So like, the minute we leave, the minute you know we leave to go on this trip, we're done talking about being safe. Yeah, like you don't. We don't get to talk about that anymore. No. We're we're burning that bridge. <laughs> oh yeah. <clears throat> so you can't. We can't. I mean, we can't sit there and talk like, oh, I'm scared. I'm really worried about the virus. And then, leave. hey, we're gonna go to another yeah, state. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you, you have to pick a camp and you have to live in that camp. And then I, I have no problem saying, okay, we're gonna move out of this, the safe camp into this, not a safe camp. I'm fine with that. But like, if we're gonna walk the walk. We need to talk to talk to oh, yeah. or whatever. And everything that goes along with that. So, for example, let's say we do leave town. We have to fully be ready for the friends that aren't comfortable with us coming over to see them. We might not be able to come over to see them. That's just how it is. going to be a transition for there. Yeah. yeah. So. It's a crazy time to be alive. It is. It's not as crazy as the next thing we're going to talk about. No. That's even worse. So we'll take a break here. I think that rounds it out about right. Yeah. Well, have you had any word when you're going back to the office? Nope. I keep asking, so how do you like working at home? I like it. Well, I think the problem is, is you're not thriving, but you're definitely getting your job done in yeah. the environment that you have set up. Oh, yeah. And outside of the social interaction, which I know you loved your cubicle mates or office mates. And it- I miss seeing some people. You guys had food parties and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys yeah. got along. Well, yeah, those things are being put on the back burner. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, outside of that, though, I mean, you're doing just fine professionally. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, so. Omni's thriving. We're doing well. Just, it's amazing what we can do with technology these days. And I think really that's a lot of it. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we're... We'll take a break and then we'll come back and then I talk about the fun thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I think I've had a lot of problem with? I, I have been forced at times.
or chicken, depending on how you want to look at it. I've kept my mouth shut a lot. So have I. I'm sure you have. And, um, you know, it's not the right thing to do, but. Well, I think sometimes it is. I know. Oh. I think while you have to pick and choose your battles throughout this whole thing. And for me, what I've decided, what I've tried to work on is my moments where I know I can say something and hopefully make an impact is yeah. when I do it versus some of these, you're just not going to change minds here at this no. point. No. So there's no point for me like start a fight with someone. Now, I can tell you this much, I'm, I'm flat out still in front of people. Every day I go, hey, I'm done. And for the people that make the, the status thing where it says like, um, well, I'm an adult, I like to have a human conversation. We, we could happily have that conversation. But, I mean, you're racist. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't know what you want to do. I mean, I'm like... I don't know either. I just, I don't get the whole thing. <laughs> I think, for every time I think of a lot of things, I think of you often through this whole thing. So, for those of you who don't know the bright, why don't you tell people your college background? Well, I went to Saginaw Valley, and my last three years, I lived with a lot of black people. A lot. A lot. Football players. Yes. And, you, and you're still very, you still talk to them. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like... You Not as much talk. as I want to. Yeah, but I mean, they all, everyone's got lives and things oh, happen. Yeah. But I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I did text them a couple weeks ago when they had the Black Lives Matter march in town. And... <sighs> That whole thing just made me think and a lot of reflecting, a lot of crying. Yeah. So I just sent him a text saying, hey, you know, I love you guys. I don't know. I don't tell you this a lot or enough. There's probably a lot of white guilt coming out. <laughs> but, you know, I just want to know him that, let him know that I loved him and that I'm just thinking about him. And, yeah. and I'm sure they appreciate it. Oh, yeah. But the first thing that they think of is Brad. You know, Brad's not the problem. No, <laughs> I think that's the problem we have with this whole thing. Is like for every person, there's like you. There's almost people that aren't like you. Oh, yeah. you know? I, I see it in my not my immediate family, but, but yeah, I mean, how would I? Let's choose this the right way. We live in a community where it's acceptable on some level to drive around with a Confederate flag in your truck. Yeah. It's acceptable. Now, there's people that look at that and go, look at that dumbass. They're just 100%. Oh, yeah. There's people that they do that. But there's also somebody's parent or kid. Because nine times out of ten, it's a kid that's doing it. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. We both know that. But there's a parent that just totally let their kid get to leave the house. I think that's okay. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm like, uh, I mean, but that's this is the community we live in, for better or for worse. There's some beautiful things about our town. Oh, there is. Yeah. There's so I mean, we're not. I'm, of... not I'm not sitting here trying to teabag and dunk on it. No. Well, let's be real. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say this really quick. If if, we're, if you're going to start dragging out people through the mud, because Lord knows there's racism in this town. I mean, there's racism. We are one of the hopes for uh, the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. But there's racism everywhere. Oh yeah. So, Every place has its bad things. Yeah, so like, can we do more? 100%. Oh, yeah. But everywhere could too. So, like, 
I, I'm all about having the conversation, especially ones that are moving the needle in the right direction. Um, where I don't like, though, is if you're going to start picking on uh, Pima. Yeah. Make sure you just, everything in your own house is in order, oh, yeah. too. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, it's been a tough couple weeks. It's, it's been brutal. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, and it just keeps continuing. Yeah. I, I often think, and it's not right necessarily, but, and I'm not trying to take the thing off the black eyes really with it at all, so, because we, we, I totally support it, so. But I also think the things that go along with the Black Lives Movement can also parallel to women's rights as well. Oh, yeah. You know, and what I mean by that is, it's just like, there are things that are granted to being a male, but we don't have to, that women just automatically have to deal with. Oh, yeah. Or there's a bias there. And then that's, that's the same type of thing, you know, that it goes along with African-American people. I know I'm, I have privilege. <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah. I'm a white guy living in America. Yeah. I've got white privilege. Yeah. I know I do. And, I just... and there's, I think what's weird is it's like, it's not so much... I think there's been a, a certain amount of guilt involved, and then there's you two who just said you do feel guilt. But I don't think some people, instead of saying, hey, wow, I feel guilty about this, blah, 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 so then move that to action versus like shutting down and saying, well, this is stupid. Yeah. And then um, I remember that you listen to JJ's podcast yet, the one that's coming in. No. He talked about when he first heard Roy Privilege, he got mad. Really mad. He's like, because he goes, I come from a small Tennessee town or, um, you know, Virginia town. I had to work my ass. He goes, I'm a white guy in the NBA. I have to work my ass off because I don't have any privilege. If anything, it's the opposite. But then he understood what they're talking about. Yeah. And now he, and he, he was, when I first heard of that, I didn't understand it. And it makes sense. Yeah. So, and I think his reaction is the normal reaction a lot of people have. It's like, what are you talking about? I got privilege. Yeah, and your dad grew up in the, I mean, was in the military, your mom worked two jobs, I mean, your dad's still working for some godforsaken reason, which we can't <laughs> well, understand. I can't. <clears throat> That's another thing. <laughs> but, um, so, I mean, they've worked hard. They're, they're, oh, but, yeah. but the privilege is that they're talking about. They don't have to police on their ass all the time. And they're not worried about their lives. Well, it's just like getting pulled over. Yeah. Let me ask you this. How do you feel about the NFL now? Where are you lining up? Where do you see where this is happening? Going? The NFL has so many problems. They can say whatever they want, but I don't think it's sincere. Until they really start making big changes and do something just dramatic. I don't... Well, I think this is, to me, this feels like school shootings, where, like, 30 kids die with a gun, and everybody's all upset, and they're like, well, we had to do something about this, and everyone admits that we really don't know how, we, we don't want to take away guns, but we, we know, you know, we come with all these ideas, but none of get really worked on, but we do know that killing of the kids is wrong, Yeah. and we know that that person shouldn't have had a gun. We, we, those things are the irrefutable. 
that cop stood way too fucking long on George Floyd's neck. Okay. 100%. I mean, these are the things, and he flat out killed that dude. These are the things, again, they're indisputable. Like, you're not going to, if these are facts. Like, oh, yeah. And it's on video. <laughs> yeah. And, like, we get outraged, we get upset, and then we kind of forget about it. Unfortunately, I think it's going to go down that road again. I agree, and I think that's what's upset me the most to this whole thing is that I didn't know we had so many people. I've said this to you. i texted this to you before. <laughs> I didn't know we had so many people without being a care to race because, yeah. like, I grew up here, and I'm like, I just. I'm sure things have changed since you were a kid. It's... In many ways, it has been. In many ways, it hasn't. Yeah. I, think that's the, I think that's the weird creepy thing. You're still seeing the Confederate flag around here. People defend it by saying, oh, they're supporting their heritage. What kind of fucking heritage did you have? <laughs> oh, I hate that excuse. Sorry. And, uh, no, and, and, and I can't help but wonder. Like, I can understand Southern pride. I mean, like, Lord knows we have Michigan pride. Yeah. So I, I can understand it have some regionality to it. <laughs> I can guarantee most of those people weren't even near the south ever in their life yeah I mean like <laughs> I just it just doesn't make any sense and yeah. like if you get in the south and those that want to do it I guess that's a different conversation that I can have with them you know but as we said before I, I know my for a while there my brother-in-law was had a rebel flag in his garage. And my sister and were from Michigan. That blows my mind. <laughs> that blows my mind. He's married to a Korean, yet he still has. But to him, he's saying, what he's saying is that I live in the South and I'm proud to be from the South. But you're not from the South. Well, and that's, I get it. Like, we get, yeah, I get it. So I just, I mean, let me be clear. I don't think it's right. No. I thought Paige Mendock, who has cheered a lot of crazy memes over the past two weeks, some of which have really... She's caused the stir. With well, I, I appreciate that she's championed it. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've, had, I've talked to a couple different friends, Matt being one of them, who doesn't understand some of the point of views. And while I don't... I think some of it's been sensationalism. Like, it's done to, to create the conversation, to get people talking more. I respect that. I told him, I have a problem with hyperbole. I have always have and I always do. And I think the problem is we're using hyperbole more and more. And I told him what I don't like about the hyperbole is, is that it gets us away from really talking about trying to come up with real issues. Yeah. But anyways, moving on. She shared a meme today that said, and it was something that I was talking about. And it, it, was a, it was something that I believe that summed up in a meme, which doesn't happen very often. And it said that the people that voted for Trump value, don't mind, are willing to overlook that he's a racist yeah. for the other things. It's like, not all Trump voters are racist, but they have to own up to it. Yeah, and then she's like, own it. And, I, and that's kind of where I'm at with the whole thing. It's like, and I've always said that, like, the people that like Donald Trump are willing to, and this is any politician, before we be honest, so all politicians have their fault, so I'm not going to pick on yeah. Trump here. But, but 
no politician ever is like perfect. Where you're like, oh my god, he thinks exactly the way I do. You're always gonna have to make some type of concession with some politician. The thing with Trump is, people are willing to overlook certain things. A lot, a lot of things, (laughs) in order for perhaps economy. And I think, I think for some how he is conned. I don't know what's the right word, but that's one of the That is. People don't believe that he's super nationalistic. Like that he has a lot of American pride. And I don't I don't I don't know how he did that. I mean his slogan that did that. Oh yeah. Uh, he's he has a good marketing team around him. Yeah. He's super smart. Truthfully, I don't think he believes anything that he that he says no. most of the time. Yeah. He's pandering to his base. Yeah. And he knows who his base is. Yeah. It, it, Which is it. why he's having a rally on Juneteenth. Yeah. And my favorite thing about him is, uh, one of the things I've, I love about him is that when he does something that's kind of screwy and you're like, maybe you should kind of back off that, he actually doubles down on him. And, he, and I actually love that about him. I, I just wish, I think that's what Paige is doing with her stuff is she's doubling down on it. She's not like saying, hey, you know, oh, yeah, okay, I'm sorry that I maybe if I need you with my, but, oh, no, 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 no. I see it and I'm raising it. And I think that's the stuff that people are like, oh, oh my gosh. And, but yeah, I, I, I love the thing with the doubles down. I mean, I, or I shouldn't say I love it, but I respect everyone with the doubles yeah. down. Actually, but I would say He does it a lot. <laughs> Yeah, he does, and it's the one thing I do. You know, I can only imagine when he first was like in the primary, and people were like, "Ooh, you might want to roll back on that a little bit. Maybe you shouldn't." And he's like, "Okay," and I can see him listening and go, "Yeah, I'll do that." And then he goes on a stage, yeah. and then he's like, "I could shoot somebody at Fifth Avenue, get away with it." Boom! People still and then, vote and for him. And his press press person be like, "What just happened?" Like, and then he goes, like, "Deal with it." Yeah. It's your job. Don't care if I'm loading water, do you? No, I don't. You do what you got to do. You don't mind we're podcasting after ice cream, do you? No. Okay. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, for right now. Oh, my God. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're all right. You're not interrupting. It's real life. So, yeah. I don't have the answer, Brad. I don't either. And, well, and the real problem is some of the, 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 the whole thing is not just one issue. So a whole bunch of different issues. It's schooling. You know, there's poverty involved. Obviously, there's racism involved. There's histories and generation. There's, you know, there's just so much involved in it. It's not one of those things I think you just fix. But I think what's important is that you do continue to move toward it. Got to educate people. I was listening to this podcast that Jeff recommended on Facebook and Instagram with Dak Shepard and I forgot who he was talking to, but the guy, he was telling about this study where when babies are first born, they don't focus on ethnicity and all that. But starting at three months, they start focusing more on their ethnicity. So it's like they're they learn so things are learned like racism 
I mean, a three-year-old isn't going to be a racist. Right. They're starting to understand things more. The difference. Yes. Yeah. So, we just, I know it's going to be hard because you can't control what the parents are telling the kid. Yeah. I do think schools need to educate and teach our history better. So... Not that I, I'm not telling the teacher how to do their job. Right. Well, no, I, th- I think we could talk about that petition that was surfacing around back to AD Mac. Well, I 100% support any type of that policy. The real problem with that situation is, is you're trying to get the school to legislate something that needs to be done in the home again. And you and I both know. But that's why I'm saying racism is bad. We, you and oh, yeah. I both know that. And the average person that listens to our podcast doesn't going to agree with that. But. It's no different than a lot of some of these other issues. If the kid at school is not being supported at home in any type of sort of fashion, it's going to be really hard to do that. And I'm not trying to build excuses even though that's what I'm doing. But I guess what I'm trying to say is if you're expecting a teacher to try to teach a kid that's being fed racism at home that it's wrong, you're going to have a hard time with that. So, that's what I'm saying there. I get it. Since you brought out Jeff, I want to bring up one thing. Jeff was the first person, you know, I think if I made a race post last week, and a lot of people said something like, oh, when I look at you, I don't see you, that you're Asian, blah, blah, blah. That's bullshit. Well, and that's, and Jeff that's the first person I want to talk about that. Jeff's person, the first person that ever really said to me, but you aren't. Like, they all, he, you know, he was the first person that really said, I understand that people would think, okay, well, I mean, you're not, I don't see your race, Steve, but you are a different race. And yeah. he was the first person that ever really said, but you are. And it really impacted me, him saying that. He's like, you know, there's, and there's nothing wrong with that. He's no. like, you are a different, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, versus like, well, I don't see that. And then I have a hard time, I, well, throughout that whole thing, I wanted to respond to that. I understand that. But yet, I, I am. am. And without totally making the person feel like an ass. Yeah. Because that's not what I was trying to do with that whole thing. Yeah. You know, so. There's nothing wrong with seeing race. It's just how you act when you see it. Well, and if we're being more, more people are going to have bias, no matter well, what they yeah. do in their life. I have bias. Yeah. I don't like it, but you know what? Just... It's human nature, but you know there's difference between bias and racism. I'll go one step further. I bet the average person from Alpena, when they go into downtown Detroit and they were to see six black people sitting around a car laughing and they're doing whatever they want to do, I don't care whatever it is, and how they feel uncomfortable, probably not safe, and they're like, let's get out of here. I feel the same way with six rednecks around the lifted truck at the duck park. That's exactly, I feel the exact same way. Still to this day in this town. Yeah. That's a real thing. So like, I mean, I mean there it you're is. You're from Alpena. Yeah, so. and there it is. So like, I mean, we, we can have this, I mean, that's your food for the thought of the day. Yeah. So, and I get that they probably think, well, that's probably, I mean, the average person probably is like, oh, you have nothing to worry about. Oh, but guess no what? Way. The average person, you don't have anything to worry about with the six black people sitting around the, in the yeah. in Detroit either. 
are in the carnage trip. That's what my whole point is. So, like, I probably don't. No. You probably don't either, especially if you're two blocks outside of Comerica Park yeah. when there's 30,000 people around you. So, it ain't no problem. Thanks. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to get this up. Yeah. When I went to Washington, D.C. last year, there was times I felt uncomfortable. 100%. I'm not from the city. I don't know these people. You're allowed to be uncomfortable. I mean, it was mostly on the, the tube. You know, yeah. Where you don't know what's going to happen. But your uncomfortableness didn't allow you to treat people differently no. or whatever. You know, I mean, like, that's the difference. No, I was myself. I just or sat like, there and... Or, like, if you were sketched out. You were equally sketched out by everybody. Yeah. That was happening. Not just like, No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to me personally, I could care. I don't, and I'm guilty of this. When I look at that person, I often don't see race, but I do see class, if I'm being honest. So I'm not really worried about the guy in the suit or the guy carrying a briefcase. I care less what nationality you are. Yeah. But the guy that looks like he literally would fight me for a biscuit, yeah. that's the guy I'm worried about. If I'm being honest, like, you know, I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying that's the type of people that yeah. make me nervous. Oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah. people yeah. looking you up, eyeing you up and down. Yeah, like, that's, that's a pretty nice character. I mean, like I told you, yeah, like I told you earlier. <laughs> I was a little uncomfortable there. What's going to happen here? <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright well that was fun <laughs> call that fun <laughs> but I think it's good we had the conversation oh yeah so we could do our little part yeah so, we don't have a top five this week no we don't but what I think we should do from here on out did you, how did you like that draft pick with Eric the draft versus each giving five did you like it where we just take one and take oh, it off the court yeah. I think we're going to stick with that from now on so yeah. when we do next week we're going to do, um, we'll, we'll reveal the top five for the next person next week. But we'll do it with this style, of draft style from now on, where we take it off the board and then it forces the other person to scramble. Yeah. So you really got to make a list then. Yeah. So there it is. All right. Awesome. Well, let's get out of here. It's cool. Yeah. I appreciate it. We'll have the episode next week. We can tell who people we have next week. Yeah. Next week's Eric Ferguson. We'll see you. That's it. Boozy, you want to be on the pod in two weeks? Two weeks from now. Next next Monday. All right. Well, this is going to be on the pod two weeks from now. All right. Hang on. I'll awesome. put the date. Saw that or heard that and live. Hang on here. So it says the 15th. June 29th. June 29th, Lusa. You're going to be back in time. Yeah, I'll be back. June 29th. 8 p.m. here. All right. There it is. So next two weeks. Eric Ferguson. And Aaron Booza. Awesome. All right. So you guys know you have episodes coming out for the next couple of weeks. Yep. Give them something to look forward to. You guys have a great week. All right. We'll see ya.